Welcome to this week's episode of the Tyson Pre-Show. So glad you decided to join. I'm looking forward to another great interview this week. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to remind you that we talk about transitions on this show. And King Solomon says that we are to guard our heart for out of it flow the issues of life. That heart is the intersection of your intellect, your emotions, and then the physical actions that you take out of that. And so I just want to remind you that as you go through transition, guard that heart, guard what you're thinking about, guard your emotions, and then make the proper decisions that you need to make in your transition. If you're looking for a coach, I'd be more than happy to coach you or talk to you about the opportunities of coaching you through a transition. Uh, you can reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. So without any further ado, on the show with me today is Scott Tharp. Scott, welcome to the show, man. Glad to be here. Thank you for, for, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I follow you on Facebook and I follow you and the big transition that you're making, um, I think is going to touch a lot of people and um, especially in our culture. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about this transition that you're going through and then we can dive into the weeds of that, how that's impacting you. But tell us. Sounds about great. Sounds great. Uh, I'm, I, I've just recently passed that 50 year age mark uh, last month. I had that big five Oh birthday. Nice. Uh, I've been, I've been married to my beautiful bride for 28 years. We have three wonderful daughters, um, uh, ranging from the age of 20 to 11. Uh, vocationally speaking, I, I do a lot of things. I, I've mm -hmm. got my hands in a lot of different pools. I, I, I pastor a church in central Florida. I, uh, do some coaching. I do some teaching for a, uh, a college, um, uh, in the prison system and just do a lot of different, uh, you know, staying busy on member of several boards and so forth and so on. So, uh, life stays full and, uh, and in terms of the transition that yeah. you're you're referencing, um, man, I I I looked up one day in February, February tenth mm -hmm. to be specific, yeah, and uh, the scale on my my bathroom floor scale there said a number I had never seen before, mm. and I said to myself something something has got to radically change. Mm. And uh, the scale said 260 pounds and I am not a tall man. So, <laughs> so, okay. so I did not carry this weight. Well, it did not look good on me. And so I, I started just praying. As I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I started praying yeah. and uh, the Lord put somebody in my path. You mentioned coaching and I just, I'm going to tell you, I hired a coach to help me with this weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. I think coaching is a vital thing. And so anyone that's in uh, your listening audience, Tyson, man, I'm just going to tell you guys, it doesn't make a difference what it is. If you need a coach, Tyson is one that can just step in there and, and help you guys out tremendously, whether you're talking about weight loss, like in my case, or, or anything else that he can help you through with leadership or, or finances, whatever. Um, Tyson Thanks. can help you. Uh, um, <clears throat> stop you. I did not just listeners, I did not pay him to say that. Okay. No, he did not. Caveat, no, he did not. Added. Go, go ahead, man. I just, I just <laughs> understand the value of coaching and I know how it has benefited my life in so many tremendous ways. And so I, I did, I hired a coach and I, I jumped into this. And so, um, as of, as of today, mm -hmm. I have lost over 90 pounds, uh, wow. in this weight loss journey, uh, since February the 10th. 
and um, and have just continued to set new goals in front of me um, and, and so forth and so on. I mean, just to give you an idea, the most recent goal that I've set is I started looking for marathons to run around the start. That it was February 10th this year. And I said, what is a year, you know, around February 10th of next year, 2023? Are there any marathons in my area? And there, and there is one a couple of hours away, which is a no, no big deal. So I'm training right now for a marathon. So this morning I got up and I ran a 10-mile run, you know. Wow, good job. And, and in, in February of, of this year, to think of 10 miles, walking 10 miles would not have been on the radar, let mm. alone to go run one. So, you know, that's just, a, that's the journey that I've been on. Yeah. And, and if I can inspire yeah. anybody and say, cause if I can do it, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is nothing special about me there. I do not have a big <clears throat> S on my chest saying, look at Superman, Scott. Yeah. No, I ain't like that. Okay. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Okay. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about because people who aren't familiar with pastoring don't realize that every almost everything that we do is done over food. Yes, it is. It, it, I mean, it's it's. I've never. I mean, I've had I've had multiple jobs prior to pastoring in the corporate world, but this is like I, I've never seen a job unless you're a chef where it's just ev almost every meeting there's food involved of some sort, right? <clears throat> that's that's a fact. I mean, that one of the running jokes is because I'm I'm a Baptist, and one of the running jokes is you get two Baptists together. What's in between them? A crock pot. You know, <laughs> that's kind right. of a joke. Yeah. It's just a joke. It, but it's but it's a sad joke, and it's it's almost, yeah. especially in Christianese world, it's it's like it's the only vice that's acceptable. You know, mm. you, you, you can't you can't dance, you can't drink, you yeah. can't smoke you can't date girls that do kind of stuff is the is the baptist kind of joke uh -huh. but yet you can eat until you kill yourself and it's okay and that's yeah. it's not okay it's not okay right but but it but it has become more of the thing and so we have a sedentary life anyway vocationally mm -hmm. or i do have a sedentary life vocationally speaking as a pastor and then you have all these meetings that almost every meeting i have there's somewhere along the line, whether it's whether it's a dessert or a small mm -hmm. site or a meal, you know, and yeah. so it just it it just adds to the to the ability to put on a, a massive amount of weight that the yeah. body is not supposed to carry. Yeah, I <clears throat> I don't think that people realize as a pastor, not only is everything almost every meeting done over a meal. A lot of our, like you said, a lot of our job is sedentary, right? I mean, we're sitting, we're studying. Um, mm -hmm. We're researching, gathering data, reading books. I mean, and then how do we how do we fit that into a sermon or how do we fit that into a class so that we can help people better their lives and draw closer to Christ and all of all of these things? Um, so if you're not sitting and eating with somebody, you're sitting reading. <laughs> it's I mean, it really, yeah. You know, probably a lot of that would change if we reintroduced circuit riding and gave all the pastors a horse and four churches to oversee. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yes, you're probably correct, but I'm going to just tell you, I call horses Diablos. I, I, I do not have a good relationship with horses. Me and horses, I've ridden okay. them. I do not yeah. like them. They do not like me. We have mm -hmm. a hate-hate relationship. So okay. you're probably right, but I, give me yeah. my 10-mile run. Okay. Let me run. Okay. We'll church. give you four churches and then you can run the mileage between them. All I right. like that better. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a story with you and horses, but we're not going to dive into that. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the day you step on the scale and you look down and you said you saw a number you'd never seen. 
What? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, talk to us about what's going through your head, what's going through your emotions. You know what? What's happening? Okay. In that moment. What under to understand that moment a little bit? I do need to give a little bit of a backstory, Tyson. Okay. okay. And, and here's 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 what I mean is, um, my mother uh, passed away in September a year ago, and it was it was kind of unexpected. Mm. Uh, my mom was doing great; everything was fine. I mean, uh, the 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 last event that we had done with them, we took her to uh, to Sea World. Mm -hmm. uh, she went and got her nails done with my oldest daughter. Everything was going great, and then she she ended up getting going to the hospital with a UTI, which again, mm. that's no normally no big deal, but it actually turned sepsis, and as a result, she ended up uh, dying just a couple weeks later. Wow. Um, and it and and I and I and then the next month there was a situation that occurred with with our oldest daughter. Um, and as a result, I was, I did not handle, even though I'm a pastor and, yeah. and even though I intellectually understand, you know, things I did not handle my grief and my pain well. And so yeah. I literally <laughs> in a, from, from September to February, I had put on, uh, over 40 pounds just in that short six month time period. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's, and it was cause I, I was not looking at things properly. And, uh, and I wasn't emotionally handling anything, anything well. So mm. then, so then January comes along and every January in August, our church, uh, participates with, uh, with the church of the Highlands out of, out of Birmingham, Alabama, with this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And while I was in that time of prayer and fasting, I, 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 this is not something I normally do as a pastor. I don't normally take a, a theme word for a year. That's not, that's not normally yeah. what I've done. Right. But I, during that 21 days, I felt the father saying to my heart, Scott, this is the year of breakthrough. Mm -hmm. It's the year of breakthrough for the church. It's a year of breakthrough for your own personal life. And at the time that that's just, that's a big, broad and generic word. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I didn't, you know, it could mean so many things, but I didn't know what it meant per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I'm praying through that process saying, God, what does all this mean? And then I step on that scale, like I said, on February 10th. And so when you're looking at that, it, uh, one more piece of, of caveat, um, I was born with, with, a, with a heart thing called cardiomyopathy. Uh, so, okay. and, and basically that means that m my flap of my heart doesn't function properly. Um, okay. and, and normally <laughs> people with my particular heart strength can't even walk from their car to a Walmart parking lot door. I mean, Walmart door before having to stop and sit down. My doctor thinks I'm an anomaly and obviously running 10 miles today is an extreme example <laughs> of that anomaly. Uh, but, but it's, it's the case of what I was. Well, I started feeling pressure even in my heart and I've never felt pressure. Mm. So all of these things are, are coming together and I step on that scale and I see 260 pounds. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm turning 50 this year and at 260 pounds and feeling pressure in my heart. If I don't, if I don't do something now, mm-hmm will there actually be another 10 years for me? And that's literally what mm. you, you ask, what went through my mind? That is yeah. what went through my mind. I said, you know, my kids at that time, I, you know, like I said, they just turned 2018 and 11. So the one was 19, the other one was 10. I was sitting there going, that would mean if I can't make 10 years, that means the older, the, the baby's only 20 years old. Do I really want to leave mm. my 20 year old baby, if you will, um, in this world without, without a dad, without a grandfather for her kids and stuff like that. And I started, I just had this visceral 
moment. I had this visceral, I've, I've had it moment yeah. that, that grabbed my heart. And again, and I had just heard in January, the father saying, Scott, this is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of breakthrough. Wow. And I said, this is the year of breakthrough because off and on, I was, I was a collegiate athlete, uh, played mm -hmm. football in college and I would, but then when I graduated college, I have struggled with weight for the last 30 years. Okay. And I said, no more, no mm -hmm. more. Again, there was, there was, there was, I cannot express the visceral response of, I will not remain in this pattern. I will not remain in this direction. I'm going to change it by the, with the father's help, by yeah. his grace. And there's, and by the way, there's no way I can say that this journey has not had his presence involved in the entire process, sure. even down to the, like then meeting my coach as a result of this, um, all of these things were in play, but hmm. it was just this, I've had it moment. I I'm, I'm in pain. I'm, I can't carry the weight. And I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave kids as orphans possibly. And I said, that's, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. So that's what happened when I stepped on the scale. on, on Holy cow. <clears throat> Holy cow. Wow. You know, I, as I talk to people about key things in their transitions and what catapults them to make a transition, what you've just said is key. They, they have, <clears throat> they have like this moment. Um, I think you said a visceral moment where it, <clears throat> it's like, I can't keep doing this. This can't keep happening. This is not okay. Um, and something for everybody, I think it's different, right? Um, for you, it was the kids. It was that and realizing what their future would look like without you. Um, and that's whatever it is. There's a moment in time where people say, I've had enough of my current condition and something has to change. So you step on the scales, you see the number you've never seen before. All of this goes through your head, goes through your, and even in our conversation, I can tell you're getting a little um, emotional there. So what do you set out to do, right? What, what, what steps do you take from that moment forward then? Literally that, at that moment, before I, 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 <clears throat> I hired my coach on, on March 10th. So, mm -hmm. but I, uh, that, that day I said, I know I can control only what I can control. That, that's, that's the biggest issue there. I can only control what I can control. And I said, I may not be able to walk long and I may not be able to walk fast, but I'm going to start exercising and I'm going to start by walking. And so I literally began walking, uh, that, that very, very day. And I also said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I can't out, I can't outbeat the fork, if you will. In other words, you can exercise all day long, but if you keep putting food in your mouth <laughs> at that kind of rate, you will not win. Your exercise will yeah. not beat the fork. So I said, I am going to stop eating as much food. I'm going to cut my portions. Mm -hmm. And so that is literally what I started doing. Um, and in that first month, before I even hired my coach, I had already lost something like uh, 15 pounds or something before I mm -hmm. actually hired the coach th in that first month. Um and then from there, he just, he, his whole thing was working on the mindset. Mm. Uh, in fact, his program is called rethink dieting. That's his program. Yeah. And his, his whole, his tagline is it's not about the diet. It's about the decision. Wow. And it, cause, and so it really everything that my, my, my yeah. health coach has been doing, it's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. Mm -hmm. Seeing myself as the, the healthy individual not the 260 pound individual. And yeah. so that is really 
I, that's what began this, this journey is I said, okay, I need help. So mm-hmm. I started looking for help, found help. And I said, I can only control what I control. So I started exercising and started putting less food in my mouth. And that's how it began. Right. Right. So <clears throat> talk to us about the, you know, it's not dieting. It's a decision, right? Um, yeah. What are, you mentioned the food, the exercise, but what are some of the steps that you took to change that mindset? What did it take? What did it take for you to change that mindset? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question in and of itself, Tyson, because it, that's where mindset is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, immediate, I, I immediately, first thing I did is I said, I, because I'm, I'm a goal-driven guy. Even, mm-hmm. even, even though I was 260 pounds, I still am a guy who, who lives by goals. I'm still a guy that's driven, driven for success and things. And, and I said to myself, I said, okay, what, what can I, what can I get? What can I believe is a realistic weight loss numbers? What I said to myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, and then I started saying, okay, and what would be a realistic number to be able to get to that date? Right. And so I started thinking about that process and I said, I, I think I can get to 170 pounds, which by the way, I'm below 170 pounds. I weigh less than that. Nice. But I said, I think I can get to 170 pounds. And then I said, and then I said, uh, and I think I can do it by Thanksgiving. Oh, right. And so I, so I, so when I start talking with, with, with my coach and stuff, he said, all right, because one of the things about my coach is my coach never tells me what to do. Yeah. Because unless it's my decision, it's not going to matter. Right. Doctors can tell me all day long, Hey, you need to do this or you need to do that. Doctors tell people all the time, you need to quit smoking. Does it stop them? (laughs) No. Right. Right. Because until the person makes the decision, it's not going to change. So I came up with this decision and I said, okay, so I can, I'll get, I'll be at 170 by Thanksgiving. Well, mm-hmm. here's the mindset thing that I'm talking about. Why I say it was an interesting question is as I began to do the work and we're not talking about the, the tactical at this second, but as I began to do the tactical steps to lose the weight, all of a sudden, all of a sudden May comes around and I am so far ahead of my pace that I started to think, I said, okay, when was it that you were the healthiest, Scott? When, when was it that you felt the absolute best as an adult and at what weight was that? And it was, it was at 155 pounds, which is by the way, where I'm, where I'm going to, I'm yeah. getting to 155 pounds. I'm not there yet, but I'm sure. close. Sure. And I said, so that's when I felt the best. Then I started talking. Cause also one of the things that my, my, one of the tactical steps with my doc, when my, my health coach said, Hey, Scott, what's going on uh, with with your heart and stuff? He says, I'm not willing to work with you unless you go see your your heart doctor. Mm -hmm. So he scheduled me up and told me to go see my doctor. So I did. And he scheduled me up an echocardiogram and a a stress test and these kind of things to see the results and so forth. What's going on? And which, by the way, praise God, nothing was wrong. Uh, And in fact, as soon as I started losing the weight, I've had no more pain in the chest whatsoever um, at all. So, so my, my point though is, is bringing that into this is, is my, my coach never tells me what to do or, or, or where I need to go. It's all mm-hmm. about the decision. So as I started losing this, the weight this quickly on May, I said to myself, when's this, when's it the healthiest? And as I said, mm-hmm. he sent me to the doctor. The doctor even said, Scott, you really need to be below a, a 160 pounds for mm-hmm. your height, your age. You really need to be below 160. And I said, I'm changing it. So I changed my goal to be at 155 by my birthday, which was September 20th. Now, I didn't meet my goal, yeah. but I only missed my goal by seven pounds. Wow. I think that's close <clears> enough that's for huge. government work. 
That's close enough for government work. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm just, uh, and, and, you know, that's, 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 so I'm saying that the yeah. process with mind shift, the process with, with the change of mental attitude, it's not, it, it wasn't just a bam, one time moment. As there was the one time moment of saying, I believe I could do this. Yeah. But then the belief began to change and the belief began to actually accelerate and the ability to say, hey, I can actually do this faster and have greater success sooner started to grab hold. And, and the more I believe that, the more I saw the results of that. And mm. I don't think this is really just a conversation about weight loss. I think this is a conversation no. about anything. Yes, it's 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 whatever yes. we set the mindset to. Mm -hmm. I think when we do it as we go along the process, I think there's these incremental things that happen that allow us to believe that we can accomplish more, faster, sooner, and we don't have to play it safe on the sidelines. Right. We can actually right. run into this, whatever it is, much more quickly. Right. Well, it's like when the scripture says put works with your faith, right? <clears throat> well, as you put works with your faith, you begin to see production which increases your faith for more, you, you produce more. You begin to, you know, in whatever area you're placing your faith, where, wherever you have that belief for you, it's weight, but for others, it's not for others. It might be their, it might be their career. It might be a relationship, but, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about, and I don't, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, it's basically like the 1% principle, right? 1% each day. Mm-hmm. I think so many times we set this goal for ourselves that's so far out there that I think if we go after the 1% a day, then by the end of the month, we've sung, we've swung that thing. Now I know mathematically percentages, this isn't right, but <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. We've swung that thing 30%. Yeah. Yeah. That's 30% without compound interest. You're a financial coach. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, and once you hit that, then you go, holy cow, I think I can do more. And that grows your confidence. How, what was happening to your confidence as you were losing weight? Again, this is one of those things that I didn't even realize was <laughs> happening, Tyson. I, I didn't okay. even realize it was happening. Um, because, because of the fact that, as we indicated, I'm, I'm a public speaker by profession. I mean, right. I, I get in a pulpit every single Sunday and, and a couple of times during the week. I teach at a, at a collegiate level. I mean, this, I, this is what I do. I talk. Um, yeah. it, it's the only skill set that, that, that people think I do well because I, I can talk about anything. You know, we just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> but my, my point in saying that, though, is I thought I was confident. Mm -hmm. Well, what's been interesting is even, even this past Sunday, a gentleman came up to me at the church and he said, you're, you're preaching better now than you, you have, you've ever preached here. And I've been wow. in our church almost nine years. And he said, you are preaching better now. You're preaching stronger now than you have the entire time you've been here. Incredible. I didn't think I, you know, if I were to evaluate, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm preaching the same stuff. I'm preaching the same way, but that's not the way that the audience is hearing it. That's mm -hmm. not the way the reception of it. Uh, I, yesterday. Yeah. I'm I said on a board. Uh, the hurricane came through. I, I told you I live in Central Florida. A hurricane came through, so we were discussing disaster relief. And at one point in in the meeting, this guy pretends he's he's moving his hands, waving them at me, and and he says, and he's he's like, "Ooh, I'm, I'm putting the fire out. I'm putting the fire out." 
And, he, and this is in the middle of the meeting. And so afterwards we're talking and he's like, you are speaking more authoritatively in our meetings mm. than you, than you used to. Wow. And you're, and you're speaking with more conviction than you used to yeah. uh, in our meetings. Again, I, I didn't know that this was a byproduct that I was missing. I didn't yeah. even realize it, but this wow. is, these are just two examples in just this week mm-hmm. of things that I could point along the way as, as I've lost weight that there's been an increased confidence. There's been, and there's been a bigger ramification than just with my weight. It's had a ramification on my church. It's had a ramification on the board. It's had a ramification even on my own family in, in really? very real and direct ways. I, didn't ever, I never participated or thought those things were going to happen. And yeah. so the confidence level drastically is improved. Hmm. Well, it just, it just proves once again that it's all connected. Right, the emotions, the intellect, the physical, uh, the, as we would say, you know, the spiritual. It's all. It's really all connected. That's the way we're designed. Um, truly. So, how did you? How do you feel that? I know that I think what the obvious answer is, but I'm going to ask anyway. How do you? How do you feel now when someone comes and tells you, "Man, that was an incredible sermon. You're speaking with confidence," or "Oh, I'm putting the fire out." You know, what's going through your head and what's going through your emotions at that point where you are today <laughs> versus, you know, back in February? Um, well, obviously, you know, I say I obviously I say thank you. I, I, sure. One of the one of the one of the benefits of this this journey has been the reality and the recognition of just how grateful I am mm-hmm. of 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 the people that are around me. Because again, if I hadn't been for my coach with rethink dieting, I know I wouldn't be as successful as I am even in this process. Yeah. And so there's there's this process that has come through where I'm I'm much more grateful for the responses that people give to me, and I don't take them nearly as lightly. Uh, whereas in the past, mm. I would be like, "Oh, thank you," and, but it, but it would be a thank you of I'm supposed to say thank you. Mm. Now there's more of a I actually really mean thank you, thank you for thank you for sharing that with me but then there's then there is there isn't the other side of it where and and i'm gonna i'm gonna come to use the word ego (laughs) it does stroke the ego it does stroke the ego absolutely so as a result of it stroking the ego it says okay if i'm able to play full out here like this what other areas can i play full out in and have greater success in so it actually it it encourages me yes to say why have, why have you been holding back? Hmm. So even even the way that I do leadership, even within the life of the church, there's been a much more um, uh, strong devotion to the leadership component, even within the life of the church to say, okay, let's let's actually be intentional about steering this ship, if you will, yeah. than just yeah. being on the sidelines and saying, okay, well, whatever happens will happen. So there's so interesting. It, the, the, yeah, the encouragement has helped me say, no, let's step into it. Yeah. And so that has been another side of that ramification. So you don't think then that, <clears throat> say, last February or before that, you would step into it as much? Oh, absolutely all. not. Not Yeah. And, it's, <clears throat> and, it's, and again, I don't even realize, I don't think I even recognized that I was doing that, Tyson. I don't think mm. I recognized. I would have told you if you would have asked me in February, are you playing full out? I would have said, yeah, I'm playing full out. Yeah, I'm playing full mm. out. I'm mm-hmm, leading the church. Mm-hmm. I got I got my coaching business. Yeah, I'm I'm playing full out. Wow. 
I had I had self sabotaged or self deceived myself yeah. into believing that I was. And it's only as this process has continued on that I've realized, oh no, you weren't playing full out. You weren't even fifty <laughs> percent. You you were barely off of the off of the bench warmer status, dude. You were just barely on the field. <clears throat> what what do you think? I mean, I'm just I'm just shooting in the dark here. I, what causes us to think that we're playing full out? Like you said, because here's the interesting part. You thought <clears throat> I'm playing full out. And now on the other side of this, you're like, I wasn't even at 50%. So, so to be so far below 50% and think you're at a hundred percent. Do you see where I'm going with that? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's a big difference. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, Yeah. Go ahead. I, well, I, 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 as soon as I, as soon as you asked that, this is the thought that came in my mind. Yeah, is, and this is, man, this is, this is sad. It's sad. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it, I think it's one of, I think it's one of the the detriments of living in the Western world. But okay. we are, com and and I, and I don't think that social media has helped us in any way. But we are a comparison driven society. Mm. So even so, for example, and this again, this is this is just sad. But like at 260, I already told you, I am not a tall man. So at 260, yeah. I would get on, I'd go to the beach because I live here in Florida. What do I do? I go to the right. beach. Yeah. As soon as I go to the beach, what do I do? I obviously, I take my shirt off and I, what, what, you know, all this excess uh, skin and, and fat shows. But what do I do? What do I do? I immediately scan the horizons and I find somebody that's bigger than me. Mm. And I go, at least I'm not that big. Oh my goodness, man! You just or, open can or, of worms. Or, or I see them riding <laughs> in their scooter into the Walmart parking lot and go. At least I can walk into the Walmart scooter. I mean, walk in without without having a scooter. Mm. So I, what happens? I think we start to play comparison games and we start to give justification to what we are doing and in that justification we lie to ourselves and we start to believe the lie i am doing i am doing pretty good i am doing pretty good but we're not we're That's not doing well stuff. at all yeah. we're not doing well at all and yeah. it's not until we have the mental change that says there's more out there that until that happens we just remain coasting and just getting a little bit worse, a little bit worse, because that one percent that you were talking about, right? That goes both ways. It oh, goes yeah. both ways. Absolutely. It, so you just incrementally. <clears throat> now I'm a little worse than I was before. I'm a little worse than I was before. It's mm -hmm. only a pound here. It's a pound there. You know, it's one compromise here. It's one compromise there. And before you realize it, you're sitting there going, "What happened? What happened?" Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, it's and it's so easy just so easy to compare ourselves be, because i think about let's let's go back 1800s right population isn't big you don't have social media you can't travel as quickly so you really don't have anything to compare yourself to all you know is you need to get your your cabin built <laughs> and the seeds planted right you're not looking around fast forward to today I can get to, I can get to another country within hours. I can jump on social media and see everything in anybody, and constantly compare myself. Okay, well, I'm not, 
but that also works both ways, right? I can compare and find somebody worse and then build my own ego, which is absolutely wrong. Build my own ego off of somebody who's worse, or I can look at somebody who's better off and then I feel shamed. Yeah, oh yeah. Both are both are absolutely wrong. If I look at the person who's better off than me and I feel, why aren't you there yet? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you? Then it crushes my self-confidence and the way I view myself. But yep. if I look at the person that's worse, then I'm like, I'm stroking my pride and look at me. I'm not as bad as that guy or that gal. Um, and that comparison game is is deadly, which, which tells me, and, I, and I'm going to shut up and let you speak into this, but it tells me that we really don't truly think we're as unique as we say we are. Ooh, that's a big word right there, man. Yeah. That's, that's huge. If you really thought you were that unique, you wouldn't be comparing yourself. It is. And, and again, obviously, we both come from a perspective of faith. And True. there's a Latin term called the Imago Dei, that we are made mm. in the image of yes. God. And I think this is actually just in a spiritual context. I think this is actually one of the downfalls of the fall is we bought the lie that the adversary communicated to us. And so now we actually really are striving to be the God of our own image. And as a result oh. of that, trying to become the God of our own image, we, we side line ourselves either again, either way, whether it's, mm-hmm. Oh, I look at me, I'm better than them or, Oh no, I don't have as much. And either way, we lose. We lose when we step into the comparison game. Well, um, yeah, just, I mean, what you just said, I'm going to go back and repeat that because that was so powerful. And that is, we're the, the God of our own image. We're not, we're not made to be in the image of each other or what we're comparing ourselves to. We're made to be in the image of God. And that uniqueness, Amen. that uniqueness that, we're supposed to be walking out, right? I mean, only the one who created us and knows our end from the beginning can truly bring us into a free version of ourselves, a version of ourselves that is free to walk in how he's designed us to walk. But if I'm constantly comparing myself to what is already corrupted based on our worldview, then it doesn't matter which direction I go, it's corrupted. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's just if I compare myself to that which is corrupted, whether it's a little bit better than me or a little bit worse than me, I'm still corrupted. That's right. Um, so yeah, that that is that is so good. I'm I'm glad you said that. Gods of our own image. Um, I think I may have to put that on a wall somewhere. <laughs> it's yours, man. <laughs> Don't be the god of your own image. <clears throat> yeah. So you've been making this transition. Um, it sounds like it's helped you in your confidence. It's helped you take more risks and step out more. Um, how, how do you keep yourself motivated? Uh, okay. First off, let me say this. I, I am leaning more and more that it's less about motivation and more about discipline because motivation says I'll do it when I feel motivated. Well, there's a chance you might do it and there's a chance you might not. You might get quote unquote lucky and you might not get lucky. But if you're disciplined, you're, it's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah let me let me speak into that both ways. Let me do it both both directions. All right. Uh, in terms of the motivation, I actually I think about that story in the scriptures where uh, David um, is is in uh, the Philistine uh, lands of Philistia, 
And he goes to go into the battle against the Hebrews and the other Philistine kings are like, no, you can't come because uh, if mm. you come and then all of a sudden you realize the Philistines are, are I mean, that they're they're really your enemies. You might turn on us. So they say, you go back home to Ziglag. And so he goes back home to Ziglag. When he gets there, he finds that there was uh, an evading army that has taken all of the wives and the kids and all the spoils and they've and they've run off. And David's own men, his own mighty warriors are sitting there going, man, we're going to kill you. And mm. it says there in that passage, it says that, and David strengthened himself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, when I, when I read that, that's what I mean about, that's what I think about with the motivational side of things. There are times in our lives where we do need to have that. I've had it moment, those, those moments in our life where we, we recognize the seriousness of the situation. And in those moments there, we can take motivation from them. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. The problem is, is exactly what you just now alluded to. That is temporary and fleeting. Yes. We have all watched. I mean, I'm a, I'm a product of the 80s. My goodness, you see Rocky <laughs> Balboa running up the steps there yeah. and, you know, sticking his arms in the air. And I, I made it to the top of the steps and and you just get all pumped up. And, and then so you're as a teenage kid, you're drinking, you know, uh, yes. egg yolks, you know. <laughs> like that's going to do something for you because Rocky did it. You do it. So there's this slight moment of motivation, but there's no lasting power with that. Right. There's, there's nothing there that, that maintains the longevity without the discipline that you asked, you know, that you mentioned. So for example, even in my life, like, okay, so this journey, this, this, this uh, journey since February 10th, I have, I, I work out six days a week. Now, what that consists of is I either walk or I run. Now that I'm training for a marathon, it's actually running and walking every day. But I I was walking four days a week and running two days a week. Hmm. Every single day, every single day, right before I go to bed, I pull out my workout clothes. I pull out my workout shoes and I stick them right there. And the f- so as soon as the alarm goes off, I get up and I go and I put the clothes on. Hmm. Because I know, I know that if I don't do that the night before and I don't put those on the first thing in the morning, something will come up and stop me from putting them on. And if I do, I will not go work out later on. Yes. So so I've made an intentional discipline to say, I'm going to do this on the front end so that when I'm fatigued and I'm tired in the morning, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Doesn't I've already matter. made the decision. I've already matter. made the decision. And so, and, 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 you know, as a preacher, we do this with our daily quiet times all the time. Preachers are, you know, you got to have a daily quiet time. You got to have a daily quiet time. And we don't miss that one for the most part. Right. But yet we're going to miss the workout. Well, why don't we <laughs> apply the exact same principles to everything that we do? Yes. Whatever the, whatever the subject matter is. So you're absolutely correct. That discipline is what brings the motivation to fruition. Yeah. If all I've got is the raw, raw and the motivation, it will not sustain me. No. The, in other words, the, the, that that's that's not going to do it. There's got to be discipline added to the motivation. And so mm-hmm. there are times, even along this journey, that I needed some. I needed some of that raw, raw, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for the raw, raw. But that's not what's going to keep me going. It's going to be the discipline. So literally, uh, I I use an app called My Fitness Pal. I log if it goes in my mouth. It gets logged. I'm like on a 270, 280 day streak on this thing or whatever. Wow. I, wow. If it goes in my mm. mouth, if it's a piece of gum mm. and it goes in my mouth, I log it in that log. 
Okay. Incredible. Because I, and so now it's just an issue of discipline. It's just an issue of discipline. Oh. I'm not going to not do this because this is who I am. Yes. And that's crucial is to understand it's this new identity. This is who I am. And some people say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, that's fine. You don't have to do that. But if you want the results that I got, then you need to do the, what I've done to get the results that I got. You know, yep. you, you don't, you don't go uh, and ask the 260 pounds, Scott, Hey, Scott, how do you, how do you, how do you lose weight when you're 260 pounds? Now, now that, now that I'm below 170 pounds, <clears throat> now you can come ask me and I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. But when I was 260, what credibility did I have? No. You don't ask the 260 guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying there. You know, one of the things that I wrote down as you were talking is, <clears throat> um, yeah, read my own writing. Motivation is fleeting. Discipline is forever. You know, yes. it's, it, and I can tell you like earlier this year, I finally had enough of where I was because <clears throat> I was watching it go up. Now I've never been a big guy. Um, I've never had a weight problem, um, but I was watching it go up and I knew I wasn't healthy. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't, I know where this is going <clears throat> because I've been in ministry. I know where this is going. And <clears throat> so I made a determination to get up at <clears throat> a time of the morning that I didn't know existed. And I got up. <laughs> so I get up at four in the morning <clears throat> and I'm at the gym by four 30. Um, I could not get up at five. My body would not do it. Um, for whatever reason, my rhythm sleep cycle, I don't know what, um, that those first 30 days of getting up at four was horrible. Uh, absolutely horrible. But I knew, like you said, there has to be discipline. I mean, I grew up in the eighties too, right? <clears throat> and I'm going to fly to Russia and beat up Ivan Rinko or whatever his name is. I don't know who he's, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so <laughs> I, um, got, I get up and I can tell you somewhere around day 30 and after my body, and I'd be interested to know if this is hap happens to you too. My body is like ready to rock and roll. Like mm -hmm. I wake up at four o'clock ready to rock and roll. Now I'm not, I'm still a little, I mean, I'm still a little groggy, right? But I can, f I literally can feel my body going, let's go get it. And my brain yeah. is like, my brain is like, what are you doing? But my body's like, get your butt out of bed. We're going to rock and roll. Um, <clears throat> and it just such a dichotomy. Once you institute the discipline, I'm just curious. Have you, have you, does your body do that too? No, I, I, I would concur with that. And I, and I don't think that that's, uh, you know, like unique to me and you, I Ooh. think the more that we Ooh. move the body that the body responds to that. Yes. Now, look, are there, are there some mornings that I wake up and I'm like, I don't really want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot sure. of mornings I wake up and I don't want to do it, Yeah. but it doesn't, that's not who I am. So because right. who I am is one who go. exercises, I get up and I go do it. Yeah. I go and I do it. Okay. Yeah. I, I might've missed a day or two during the hurricane. But you know what? <laughs> the day after the hurricane, I went out running and all my neighbors are looking at me as I'm jumping over debris. And they're like, what is this idiot out here running for? Because <laughs> I'm training for a marathon and it's in my schedule and I got to run this many miles today. Yes. So I'm going to go run. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just amazing when you really push the human body, how it responds and adapts. I, <clears throat> I was joking with, I was having coffee with another pastor and we were talking about, you know, just silly stuff. And I said, God doesn't make mistakes, but <laughs> right. <laughs> if you see a lightning bolt, just, you know, this whole thing short circuits. I said, God doesn't make mistakes, but if he did, it would be the adaptability of a human. The ability to adapt to negativity and sit in a relationship that is toxic and just adapt to that and stay there or adapt to the fried foods or the adaptability. Now, don't get me wrong. It's probably a very, very positive thing as well. Um, it really is <clears throat> dependent on what you do with it. Um, I, can, can Baptists believe that you have a choice of what to do? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> but do, do you, do you, I mean, I know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, that the adaptability is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So did you say, uh, this kind of bring this show to a close a little bit, but did you set goals for yourself along the way? And if so, what were some of those goals if you can share with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there were some goals along the way. In I guess words, I should say, hold on, let me define goal. Yeah. You reward yourself, a reward for yourself. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yes. There were moments like that along the way as well, because I do think, uh, I, I I don't know if, if your listening audience is familiar with the Enneagram, mm -hmm. but I'm an Enneagram one. And okay. I will say mm -hmm. that the reward side of things is a challenge for us as Enneagram ones, okay. because the way that we, we look at things is, okay, well, I finished that. Okay. What's the next task? Right. Okay. And so we're, we are, all, we are, there's a pre you know wiring of us that says, uh, okay, hey, that's great. And we don't really need a lot of that boys though we need mm -hmm. them we do need them so don't let an enneagram ever, one ever tell you they don't need them they need them but they don't need them like other people do gotcha. and so like i like uh <clears throat> I, I, so that reward system kind of stuff yeah there would be moments where along the way i'd be like okay this uh, th this is the next 10 pounds goal i want to reach that goal by this this day um if we do hey why don't we go out and celebrate it at, at a dinner okay because mm -hmm. obviously uh, one of the things with me in this, this journey, it really has been portion control for me. Okay. Um, I have not, I'm not one of these, uh, lay is it keto? Is it paleo? Is it, you know, right, right. whatever that's, that's, not, I'm, I'm a portions control guy, which is why I track my caloric intake. That's all that I'm doing. Um, but I think you got to find what works for you in that regard and whatever works for you, then you run that, you run that race. But in that process, there would be moments. Okay. I'm going to reward myself, but I know if I'm going to reward myself, I need to prep for the reward. So I might have a few less caloric ga calorie days on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that on Saturday, mm. I know I can actually splurge a little bit more with my caloric intake, but it's, it is, it's a reward. And, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, those things got set up along the way. There was, there was, um, you know, some trips that we said, Hey, let's do this to the beach. So I said, we, we live in Florida, so we, mm -hmm. we, we like the beach. So it was like, okay, let's go to the beach and, uh, we have family coming in. Let's just, let's just make this a big, big time with the family. 
cool uh you know <clears throat> big restaurant kind of stuff big you know yeah. not worry about all that kind of stuff let's just go celebrate with them yeah. so yeah those those were rewards i had to get to a certain weight however mm-hmm. before i was willing to say hey hey let's step into that so knowing the family's coming this date i said oh i got to be here so i took drastic measures to get there to make those to make those things happen so yeah That's awesome there was rewards <clears throat> along the way and even even and i've mentioned this off camera with you one of the rewards was one of my bucket list items in life is to go skydiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going tomorrow. That's I'm jumping awesome. out 18,000 feet because that's been a bucket <laughs> list list item for me, but I was always too big. For the last 30 years, I've been too big. There's a weight, there's a weight limit. Believe yeah. it or not, Tyson, yeah, there's a weight right? limit on jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> I mean, you fall faster like a rock, apparently. I mean, I realize yeah, that yeah. gravity and stuff. Funny but, how that yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't jump out without, without a certain weight. And so that's on the bucket list thing. So that was one of those rewards for me. I'm going to jump out of a plane. That's so I'm awesome. going tomorrow. That's awesome. Cool. Well, listen, I want to bring this in for a landing and wrap this thing up. Is there anything else you got for us? Anything else you'd want to say to the people listening to this podcast? Yeah, there's, there's one other thing. And it's one of those, one of the byproducts of this journey that I didn't see coming. I mentioned that things happen in, in, in the church and in, in leadership and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you know where I didn't see it necessarily coming was I, I mentioned the start of this was that I wanted to be here for my kids. What mm-hmm. I didn't realize was what benefit it would actually have on my kids. Oh, okay. Um, like my middle daughter is a senior this year in high school mm-hmm. and she's, she's an athlete and my goodness, she's, she's an amazing athlete, yeah. but she has never practiced in off season she's never she's never practiced off she's she's phenomenal during season but at at the beginning of the summer she saw what was what was happening within me and it for i don't know it motivated her and she's like you know what i want to be i want to be the captain during my senior year and i know that if i'm going to be the captain then i need to i need to do this 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 and this um she she also said look i'm going to run for uh class president or something like that and she and she and she did and she won um and stuff well now here's the this is the part that in the, the the next one with my littlest one um because of what i did that inspired her older sister she said hey i'm going into fifth grade and we also have class presidents i want to run for class president my wow. that my my fifth grader that was never i never would have ever pictured her saying hey i want to do that now they haven't had their class election yet. This the hurricane. The day they were supposed to vote, the hurricane oh. happened. So they're still kind of reeling from mm-hmm. that. But she she ran. You know, she got her little poster board signs and stuff. Cool. And I don't know what all she did at the school, but you know what? She wanted to do that, and so she ran for it. So whether she wins or not really doesn't matter. The fact that she stepped outside of her comfort zone and said, "I want to do this," these are ramifications that I didn't see coming. And so that's incredible. There's an impact even on my family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it again, it's a, it's the ripple effect that when you make a change and you you're willing to go through a very difficult transition that it does impact other people. Absolutely. Um and just to kind of encapsulate encapsulate our conversation here, right? You reached you kind of reached an I had I've had it moment. Um you gathered yourself, you stayed disciplined throughout the process. Um, I would even say, I told my son who plays football, I said, you have to love the process more than you love the end result. That's it. And <clears throat> so you love the process um, and you stay disciplined through it. 
and stay in the course through it. And here you are going skydiving tomorrow. You're getting close to your goal weight. Uh, it's just, Scott, it's incredible, man. Keep it up for sure. So thank you. So, yep. All right. Well, um, if I know you do a coaching business on the side, so um, <clears throat> go ahead and plug your coaching business here if people want to get a hold of you. Well, yeah. I mean, what I, what I do is I, I do do financial coaching. Now, I'm not a, a, a financial advisor. There is a distinction, but I am a financial coach, and I and I help individuals who are who are lagging in their you know their wealth preparation because you know whether they feel stuck in the rat race or like they'll never experience the confidence that they need to to generate wealth for themselves or for their children or the organizations that they want to support. I help individuals in that regard. And so uh, if you wanted to book a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with me to see if we would be a good fit, you can go to my website, uh, which is uh, CriscoCoaching.com. And there's a tab there where you can click to schedule an appointment. And Crisco is spelled K-R-I-S-C-O Coaching.com. So Crisco Coaching, all one word, dot com. And uh, you can get some information there about me and uh, schedule that one-on-one -on -one with me. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for being on today. I really appreciate it, man. Well, thank you. Again, this has been an honor. This has been a blessing too. So thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Tyson Pre-Show. I want to thank everybody so much for joining. I hope that you were inspired. I hope that you were motivated. More importantly, though, I hope that you gain some discipline out of this. If you're looking for a coach, I'd love to coach with coach you up and get you through your transition to move forward. You can reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. Until next week, own it. Out.